Welcome to Life Karma. SB here. BA. Prozac, and I'll be the last to know because I don't get on the internet anymore. Hmm. Is that even possible? I don't think so. <laughs> if you're not on the internet, it's getting on it for you. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, what a week. You have a crazy week this week? I always have a crazy week. Today, though, I do have to give a shout out to the massage bar, but it's with two R's, people. And don't be thinking anything dirty. By a massage bar. I don't know why some people think that. but Well, because of the concept of the happy ending. Yes, I know. It's stupid Which people. is, you know, massage parlors are notorious in certain areas of the world of yeah. being brothels or <laughs> houses of prostitution. Or Yes. Yeah. Well, massage bar, themassagebar.com with two R's on bar, please. B-A-R-R-E. Is that French? Bar. There it is. Barre. There it is. You need to go see Whitney, and let me tell you why. Because I did today, and it killed me. Now, this is not a comfortable massage, okay? This is, we fix your body. Okay, that's what she did. My hips were out of joint. Okay, first of all, she touched this spot in between my toes. She said there's a muscle there, and it was 8 out of 10 in pain. Really, it was excruciating. It was it? freaking excruciating. I'm like, for a little woman, you're freaking like, you just, like, you know, you picture in those movies where they just get you. And then you're like, Ugh, piss me off. But I came out of there feeling a lot better. So if you have any like hip problems, muscle problems, you know, like you hear the, the, the key words out there, you reactivate your muscles. Yeah, you activate your muscles. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of this. She's got freaking bony elbows. Because she was freaking killing my muscles and stuff. So massage bar, the sorry, the massage bar.com. Check it out. Phone numbers on there. Go so she beat you to, sounds like Whitney beat you up. Physically, she demolished me. She demolished you. It hit her, but I was walking better. Good. And my knee felt better. Good. I went to her because my knee was killing me. The whole time I said to her, I think Sam would really like this. I'm sure I would. So, I, get, yeah. I used to get tortured uh Misty, my friend Misty Melton, used to torture me on a regular basis, but then she moved to Oregon and made me sad. Oh, she came back and then she left again? Yeah, she did. She left back. She, the coast of Oregon called her back. <laughs> called her back. Are we sure it was the coast? I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure it was something else, right? We all have these weird motivations. Yeah, she felt called to go back to Oregon. So I'm oh. like, right on. So yeah. when you come to town, let me know. I'll get some work done. Well, I sent so. uh, Sam a very creepy screenshot last night it was weird i asked siri are you conscious i just want to quote siri make sure i don't mess this up i said are you conscious she said i think so period therefore i might be that is right out of deepak chopra's book metahuman it is and it freaked me the freak out it's deepak man that's a <sighs> deepak thing matter of fact i, I finished this book which one? By Marianne Williamson this week called oh. A Return to Love. It's all about the love, brother. It's a great book. It's a bestseller. 
Okay. It's a powerful book. And now yeah. I'm reading the Deepak book in honor of you. Well, here's Deepak's on the back of this yeah, book. Yeah, of course. It's a classic. It's a classic book. He can't be talking about this book. Though. Yeah, it's about love. It's about love, my man. A return to love. Well, we It's Deepak. about what gets in the way of love is ego and pride and all this other stuff. And you got to give that to God. Give that. Yeah, but wouldn't Deepak say love is like something we create in our minds? Of course he would say that because he would say you create everything in your minds. The thing that screwed me up is he's like talking about virtual reality. Oh, yeah. It's just. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm, I'm sitting here going like half the stuff is bullshit and the other half is pretty profound. So I just don't know. I don't know what to believe in like that's profound. And then what's just just completely out there. So maybe it's because I have not evolved in my meta beyond human, my meta human well, state. I know you don't believe in the same stuff I believe in as it comes to that. I, I know you don't. Well, I don't know everything you believe in, but some of it's pretty trippy. Well, here's the thing is like, here's the thing that trips me out is according to Deepak, me and Kim can be looking at you and the, and the way that her eyes register you and transfers that information could be completely different than the way I do. Yeah. Because we don't have the same brain, right? Cause your brain makes all that or the same consciousness. That, Consciousness and brain de determines how you view everything, how your paradigms, well, Stephen Covey would say, your paradigms impact what you do. Yeah, because I witness, I think about this from a legal perspective. Eyewitness accounts, like if you have like, let's say five eyewitnesses to the same event. Yeah, none of them will agree. They're never the same. Yeah, they're all different. I mean, that right there should freak you the freak out. It should freak you the freak out. I like that. I'm going to start using that. Are yeah. you freaked the freak out? Are you freaking the freak out? I'm freaking freaking the I'm freak freaking freaked the freak out. out. I'm like triple trifecta freaking Jeez. freaked out. This, the, the same people watching the same event are not going to get the same ideas or the same yeah. conclusions to something very important. Freaking the freak out. Yeah. Triple freaking. Eyewitness. Eyewitness. Yeah. So this is what, um, this is what Dr. Covey used to say. He used to say, if you want small changes, think of, a focus on behavior and if you want big sweeping monumental changes focus on paradigms or the way you see things which would be like using your consciousness to shift your thinking correct to shift the way you see things and the best way to change your paradigm is to change your role oh that's interesting so and I, this this happened to me the first time i watched bo who was just here just came in here when he was a baby I worked and went to graduate school full time. So I probably got about four hours, four hours sleep a night, you know, didn't notice a lot of what he did. And then right after I graduated from MBA school, um, Kim needed to go do some things. And I watched Bo for a day and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, she was like, you know, a year and a half oh, old. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like a year and a half old. I'm changing poopy diapers. No. I'm like, good Lord almighty. Like, how does anybody even do this? And then, from that point on, I'm like, okay, I see your role as a mother way different than I used to see. Cause I used to say, Hmm, I come home. Like, what did you do all day? You yeah. have discretionary time. I don't, I have appointments and I have big to, time. Right. And then she was like, just bust my chops, you know? And then when I, when I changed roles with her and spent any kind of time doing what she did, I gained this thing called empathy, which changed my paradigm. Yeah. It really changed my perspective. So that can really affect you, changing oh, yeah. your paradigms. Well, especially, I think every man should have that experience when it comes to his children at some point in time. It seems like they do, but who knows? I, you know, 
I just opened up your book, <clears throat> A Return to Love. Yeah, she ran for president, by the way. Did she really? Yeah, she she lost. But yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I guessed. I guess the platform of love. <laughs> I guess the platform of. I guess she she got knocked out by Biden and Bernie Sanders. But I guess the platform of love didn't wasn't enough for her to no. get any attention. So I immediately turned to on accident. Well, I did on purpose. Let's put it that way. Just open the book to page one ninety two about money. Oh, now, now, how fascinating that the world would have me open up a book about money. Yes, because of your consciousness. Yes, my consciousness. Your metahuman in, your, your metahuman in you turned to money because Bingo. you have the green thumb. No, because I have a messed up brain about money. No, no, but you, you, you understand how to make money. All right, that's what she said. Do what you love. First of all, I hate that so much, but anyways. Do what you love. Do what makes your heart sing and never do it for money. Okay. All right. Do what you love and never do it for money. That come on. I would say the exact opposite. I would say do what you love for money. <laughs> do what you're good at, do what you love yeah. and do it for money because then you'll never work a day in your life. So, I disagree with her on that particular. But what but point. what's the issue? I mean, what is the problem with saying I want to do something because it does make more money? Is there is there truly a problem with that? No, not at all. In my opinion, I don't think so. I mean, because how many people really, as kids, say, uh, I love to cut people open and do surgery? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Dude, what I love. Yeah, Deepak would say, once you have enough for your needs, the money doesn't matter. You just need to be a metahuman. Well, that's true. But he, you know what? He does metahuman enough to where he can wear $800 sneakers and, yeah. you know, Louis Vuitton jackets and shit and like, it's because he's you know, levitating out. Yeah, because he's probably. levitating and making serious Monet because he does what he loves and he makes money at it. Yeah, I don't know. I just... He accepts the consciousness of abundance and it comes to him in a meditative state with 4,000 people. Oh, meditate. my gosh. And then she goes on. I just want to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I probably picked out the worst part for me to read first. Okay, she... Uh... <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. Like, listen to this, Sam. And not... and. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and the Maserati will get here when it's supposed to. Yeah, in my case, uh, <laughs> I don't know when that was going. That you know, I actually could buy a Maserati right now. And actually, we had an experience with you test saying. driving Maseratis. Wait, by the way, I settled that case. By the yes, way, yes, you did. You neither can confirm or deny. But oh my gosh, it's like, are you serious? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and the Maserati. I mean, that's the last yeah, car I test drove. That that is. Yeah. And you got a ticket because and you I were spading. Yeah, I got a ticket. I got a really bad ticket. Yeah, I, I again. That was a little cliche, and probably why she didn't. Um, why she's not going to be the vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden. Yeah. No. <laughs> she, okay. God doesn't have a poverty. I'm quoting her more here. God doesn't have a poverty consciousness. He doesn't want you to have a boring life or a boring career. He doesn't have anything against the things of this world. Money isn't evil. It's just nothing. Like anything else, it can be used for holy or unholy purposes. Okay. Living the law of consecration would be taking money and oh boy. using it for good. Um, having a massage with a happy ending would be using it for bad. Correct. <laughs> well, some people might think that's a, right, for that's good. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, but money only gets you to places that you need to be. Like you can't get... You can't get to places you need to be in this world without money. And anybody that says otherwise is a freaking liar. 
No, you need money. You have to. When she says money is just nothing. That's that's just stupid. Then why didn't she give her book out for free? Well, because she made money on it. It was a New York Times bestseller and she made money from writing. Her money that. isn't anything. Well. She, I don't know. See, this is where I get super frustrated in my life. Is when people tell me, just be happy. Money doesn't mean anything. You know what? The money pays for my drink to be in my Yeti 32 ounce drink right now. With your Supreme sticker that yeah. probably cost 10 bucks. Well, it came free with the shirt that I ordered that was extremely overpriced. Exactly. So there you go. You paid for it. I did. But that's my point. You know, I was actually said to Emily the other night, I said, you know, money is interesting because we invented it. And we invented it when somebody had something that we wanted and we needed a, or, or they could create something that we couldn't and we needed a way to trade. Yeah, money was was created by humans to help us specialize and become more efficient. So hunter-gatherers, for instance, you know, who um, would go out and kill things and... Um, uh, gather fruit and berries or whatever, and they had an abundance of it. And with other people who maybe needed it, they would have commerce and they would be able to use money to um, trade gold for wheat or whatever. It facilitates commerce and helping uh, normalize. But you don't need it unless somebody has something or somebody can create something that you cannot create yourself. Isn't that true? I mean, well, I mean, you it. need a certain amount of money to, 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 to fulfill all your basic needs, right? Live, love, learn, leave legacy. So you need shelter, you need food, you right. need familiar relationships. And yeah, then, but technically you can create most of that yourself. Really? Without money? No, 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 no. I'm talking about before money. Well, yeah, in, in ancient times, sure. But yeah, today. I mean. Let's see here. I'm just looking of when money was invented in the United States. Probably when it was founded. Oh, weird. 1690, and it was around the finance of military expeditions. Oh, well, money and war go hand in hand. Jeez, don't they ever. Big time. 1690. That's the thing. Is like I, I just picture, okay, I picture a guy. I actually pictured myself here. I pictured myself as like um, hunter-gatherer stage, just like you were talking about. Uh -huh. And I pictured myself like the dude in the tent next to me, right? All of a sudden has this really cool coat. It just looks cool. Like, I wish I had it. And it only came from one animal that I is that's extinct. So, I want it. Now, I can kill him and take it, or I got to give him something of value for it. Well, being a sneakerhead, yeah. you're always constantly dishing out money for rare sneakers. Right, for something that other people don't want. have. Yeah, don't have that you want. Exactly. Well, and, and this is the whole macroeconomics, microeconomics, yes. right? Supply and demand. The more you have demand, the less you have supply, the more money you can charge. And the more supply you have, the less demand, the less money you can charge. Yeah. So profit is made by having something that people want. Yes. A exactly. lot of what people want. Yeah. Or just even one thing, like a painting, like an original painting. Right, I was thinking about that. The uh, we have a uh, skull 
Yes. A Life Karma skull painting that just, it's a shirt. To, yes. It's just sickest damn thing on the planet. I love that painting. Like, and I had to have the painting. You did because it sort of was your, and you got it for a pretty good price, but yeah. well, you paid a premium for it. Plus the life of the artist. and Because it had a value to me. Right, right. And I'm trying to teach Jake that, you know, he's building these ten, fifteen thousand dollar life slab tables for a summer job. Mm. He got three more orders today. Dang. Okay, so he's gonna make thirty-five thousand dollars this summer. Probably make about twenty-five grand profit. <laughs> cool. And, and, Great. And uh, and I'm trying to teach him that you're selling these for eight, nine thousand, but they're worth eighteen. Like, mm. and if you get someone that pays eighteen. You sell it to them for 18 Correct. because they're willing to pay you 18 because of your quality and because of your eye and because of all the things you put into it that make it unique and original. There's nothing Still. like what you're doing. And it's your brand, it's your art, and it's your creation. And any and 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 what you can get for it is, is what it's worth. That's correct. And I'm like, that is capitalism, my brother. It is. <laughs> So I'm like, you could sell those for eight or nine thousand a piece, or you could sell them for fourteen thousand a piece and have twelve extra thousand bucks before school in the fall. Right. But either way, you can't complain. So if you charge two less, that's you on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm gonna call this some podcast Got Money on My Mind. Yeah, money. More money, money on, more problems. Money on your more money, more problems, got money on your mind. How do you square money and metaphysical or metahuman how do you square how do you square this idea of money and the metahuman yeah I, it's a great question because that's all about consciousness and not being part of your body and being separate from your body and watching your body through a lens that is different in your consciousness and you've always lived and you always will live and your consciousness gets greater and then like where does money fit in all that money is only providing you your necessities at that point in time because you are one with everything else you're one with everything, but money and I guess, I mean, you have, you remember the, in MetaHuman, those lists of questions he has you yeah, go through? The assessment. I remember yeah, the assessment it's that tells you how, how, how MetaHuman you are, right. right? None of them have to do with money, but all of them have to do about controlling your emotions in situations that money could cause or that relationships could cause, but how you're controlling yourself. So, um, so in your work um i would imagine money is one of the top things that people argue over i was just gonna say in divorce there's usually the top two reasons sex money really children yeah. fall in there children cause the problems with money huh? and sex hmm. i mean i always think it's so interesting people want to have a kid to save their marriage no 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 you just made your marriage harder there's a reason why I told my wife after four, I'm like, that's like it. Like I'm at my max here. Like you gotta be, I don't know. Everyone's gotta know their limits, right? Well, they say it takes $290,000 to raise a kid to be 18. And that was probably 20 years ago. Yeah, I, was gonna say I bet you it takes state. more like 400,000 to half a million dollars for every kid you have. Well, you just want your kid to have access to everything. Yeah. You want them to have access to privilege and power and education, education. and all that kind of stuff it yeah. costs money it costs money it costs money which costs time and if your consciousness your metahuman isn't in the right place none of that's gonna make any sense to you because there is no purpose in it then 
Yeah. So when you swap days for dollars, most people that swap days for dollars are miserable. Yeah. And uh, I had to learn that the hard way. What do you mean? I spent a lot of my life working my ass to the bone and making my family suffer. And I sacrificed so much for my work. But did you sacrifice or was it a necessity? I mean, well, because some people are in those jobs where it's a necessity to work those hours and swap days for dollars because otherwise they can't provide the things that they need or their family needs. Well, I've always made a good living because I've always worked really hard, but we could have gotten by on far less. And, and my kids could have had me like, dude, I was in, when Bo was born, mm -hmm. I was in, I was working full time and in graduate school full time. Yeah. That's insane. Right. And then, and then, and then when I stopped, when I finished graduate school and I was working full time, I had another, I had another job. Like I've had two or three jobs my whole life. Like, I'm a part business partner with you. Mm -hmm. I'm also an author. I also have a full-time job. Like and a motivational speaker. I'm a motivational speaker and all that kind of stuff. Nonprofit. I have a nonprofit. This week I'm doing we're having a uh, Orange Duffel Bag initiative is having a graduation class. We're going to do a graduation ceremony via Zoom. I'm going to be a guest speaker. Mm. So that's exciting. And then I'm going to give two other motivational speeches via zoom to hundreds and hundreds of people. Jeez. So, um, I'm doing three speeches this week. No, dang. so that's pretty exciting, you know, and stressful. Yeah. And stressful. Um, what do you think of the saying money is the root of all evil? I think it depends on your perspective. I think it depends on what you really view and use money for, because for instance, in your nonprofit money is the root of giving and goodness and opportunity. Yeah, it cost about $1,800 per kid to run them through this 12-week coaching program. No money, no mission. Right. Right, so in that case, money is the root of changing the trajectory of a bunch of kids in poverty and, and kids in foster care and kids that have struggles in life. Um, and this is not the root of all evil at all. I think the, the, the money being the root of evil comes um, with the choices of human beings and what they choose to do to yes. get money or, or what they choose to use their money for. Right. Because I can see, well, for instance, usually the person that wins presidency is who raises the most money. Right. Which is fascinating. But though. didn't Hillary Clinton spend a lot more money than Donald Trump? I have no idea, but he spent a lot of his own money. Yeah. What about Bloomberg? Oh my gosh. Bloomberg is a billionaire what did he, what did and he, he spent a million. No, something? no, no. It was like a billion dollars. Oh my God. And he didn't have a chance to, in hell. And, and, I have and a Joe whole theory on that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, pray tell, please share. He's definitely part of the deep state, but anyways. Oh, yeah, the deep was, state. Okay. Oh, He's yeah. part of the deep state that, you know, his involvement really just took away any momentum that um, Bernie Sanders had. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bernie, I went back and watched one of, uh, uh, what do they call it when they, when they, uh, Every year, the president gives what to the state? What they call state it? of the union? Yes, address. thank you. And he's talking. Donald Trump's up there talking about socialism and how it will never occur, and we're a place of freedom. And da, 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 da. and then everyone's like starts chanting USA and clapping in there, and and then the camera zooms in on Bernie Sanders, and he's just sitting there with his mouth shut, with his hand on his face, just like amused and disgusted. 
at the same time. Yeah, it would be like um, in behind, at at the same time that Bernie's disgusted, Nancy Pelosi is ripping up the speech behind behind Donald Trump. I wonder why we're all so polarized. Yeah, because everybody wants you to be polarized because of control and money. Yes. I mean, like, yeah, I would say um, our current condition um, politically in this this great craziness in our country is driven by a power, power grabs for control of money. Yeah. But Democrats are, want to do one thing with yes, money. Republicans yes. want to do other things with money. Yes. Yeah. I just think, I think about the massage bar today and I was like, she tried to like give me a discount but basically not even charge me. And I was like, no, that had value to me. I'm paying for it. So, I mean, I think, there's something good now something bad is just oh my gosh yeah politics i could talk about but the thing i don't get about this whole democratic republican thing is why are more republican states open or opening i should say and democrats are like no we're gonna shut down for three more months in los angeles county because republicans for the most part are free market people they're capitalists and democrats have more of a um a desire to have big government and higher taxation and more rules and regulation um, that sounds exhausting. Oh, it's totally exhausting. And, uh, you can't regulate it. If people's, if, if, if the people of your country don't have moral values, oh. you can't regulate their morals. No. Like you can't make it illegal. Like we've had ridiculous laws in our country trying to legislate morality. Yes. And when you do that, you, you, you've overstepped your bound. Now, now, uh, now when taking someone's life or like yeah. serious, Seriously. serious crimes, yeah. um, I'm talking more about, you know, like what's happening right now when, when someone is trying to feed her family and she's arrested and put in jail because she opens her beauty salon. Correct. Like that violated every constitutional right yeah. and freedom that she has. That's absolute bullshit. Yes. Right. And you know what? American people are starting to revolt. They are because even in Michigan and California, where the where the California big time, they're starting to get crazy. You know what, Democrats? You might be want to be careful because you're going to lose all those moderates in California. Yeah, they're going to be gone, and and uh, then you're going to lose control, and then you're going to have a right wing president, Congress, and Senate, and that I don't know if it's good for the country either. I don't either. There's no checks and balances. There's nothing there. Yeah, then it's just okay, lower taxes. Yeah, and then it's just craziness. So, you know, it's all about the money. Because everybody has money, money on their power. mind. And the money and power. power is through money. And that's that's the, how they see it. I mean, Nancy Pelosi showing us her freaking freezer with all the $30 ice cream in it. Why people are out there freaking can't open their sh- sh- businesses. Yeah, that's just... And then she's taking a private jet back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and want wanting a green, a green new deal. So it's the hypocrisy that's just the crazy... Craziness. It almost seems like, too, to be in politics, I don't care, Republican or Democrat, you have to be one complete narcissist. Yeah. Well, I mean, decent people don't run for office anymore. No. Because of the attack and what it opens you up to, the criticism it opens you up to. Well, the thing that I don't get, too, is like, okay, I'm going to the salon owner in Texas. She opens up and people say this. Oh, you're putting everyone at danger because if you catch it, then you'll give it to other people. It's like, whoa, 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 hold up. I'm allowed to take risks of my health and my business, no matter what I want to do. And second of all, if you don't want to take a risk, I can't make 
you take the risk yeah. either. Every Friday night in major cities where clubs serve alcohol. Is that not a major risk? Yeah. People get drunk or get inebriated and get behind the wheel of a car and become a danger to the to society and to themselves. So yes. don't give me that kind of bull crap. Yeah, you're you're making you you're endangering more people. You're endangering my grandma. No, 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 no. Stop. I have nothing to do with your grandma. Stop. Yes. Stop. Yeah. Let me let me tell you this, people. If I have a trial, especially a criminal trial set, and I get super sick the night before and throwing up. You think I get out of doing that trial? No matter who I'm putting at risk because I have flu, pneumonia, or who knows what because I haven't been to the doctor. And another thing, people, how many of you in the last two years have gone to the doctor for being sick and they said this, oh, ma'am, sir, I'm sorry, but that's a virus, so we're just going to have to send you home. We have nothing we can do for you. No medicine, no anything. Because that's what viruses do. And then you go back to freaking work. Yeah. Or how about this? You get your flu shot and you still get the damn flu. So that vaccine stuff is half bullshit too. Because I got a flu shot this year because little Mac was born and Miss Stephanie would not allow me to hold and spend time with little Mac unless I had a flu shot. Right. Two weeks after the flu shot, I got the flu, like hardcore. Matter of fact, my private, my belief is that I had COVID-19 like in September. (laughs) Before it hit, I remember you, know, you and I both got sick. We got sick as hell, like, yeah. and, and we were both sick. And I passed it to you. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, maybe it was back. In, I don't know what yeah, it was, I don't but know either. But I um, was sick in we January. Got, yeah, we got sick. You know. Yeah, we're just. It's just. It's amazing. But you know, it's like Emily said. Why do people wear masks? There's all these doctors that say that COVID can get through all those masks because it's so small. And blah blah blah. I said, it's because it gives people confidence. And I think a lot of the government's looking for ways to give people confidence to go back into yeah. the workplace. It's the panic that's it's just tearing that people, people out. That, yeah. that makes you stop. It's the fear, the uncertainty and fear of the future that's causing people massive stress and anxiety. Fear, worry, anxiety, panic, the possibility of danger in the future. Well, guess what? Yeah. It's I don't know if I'm gonna get COVID or not. It is you know, it I, is. I wash my hands fanatically. I wear masks. I have gloves. But if I go around fretting and completely consumed with panic, worry, and anxiety and fear because of getting COVID, then it'll steal my joy right now. Yeah. Here and here now in Life Karma Studios, hanging out yeah. with my bro, Brian, yeah. like it's going to steal my joy right now. And I'm like, it's not worth it. And matter of fact, the more stressed I am, the more anxiety I have, the more fear and worry. Guess what? The greater likelihood I have of getting sick because I actually create my own destiny with my narrative and my brain. So put that in your Deepak Chopra consciousness yes, and smoke it because that's be true. Because be you true, move, man. you move toward your thoughts. Well, you can alter your immune system. You can with your thoughts. With your thoughts. I mean, read the and book. You, our listeners are probably thinking we're wackadoo. Oh, they totally think, well, they already think that. That's why they listen. <laughs> you do. You you can change your physical body. With you can your change thoughts. your genes. You can change your heart rate. You your can genetics. change your blood pressure. You can, you can change. You create your destiny. I wish I would have thought harder about being taller. <laughs> I wish my consciousness would have been a little more in charge. I thought a lot. My height. I thought a lot about speed. 
when I was a kid. But you were damn fast. Well, not as fast as I wanted to be. Well, you know what though? For a big guy, I was for a big guy was fast. But like, was I running a four six forty? No. No, I did. Of course you did. Oh, now my knees are all busted. Well, I know yours are too, but you're pretty. I got everything. More football than I did. Everything's busted. <laughs> I hate getting old. Oh, my oh it hell. blows. But no, what you know what? That's a let's go to the metahuman. Let's go to. That's true. Let's go to metahuman. Why don't you love getting old? Yeah, well, you're not really old. No, that's you've always reality. existed, and you will always exist. Yeah, so I'm crazy old. You're, well, there's no time and space. Yeah. You are ancient. Oh, that's an interesting word. Have you ever just met someone that's young and it's an old soul? Yeah, some girls I dated. They're just old soul. They were just so boring. Well, you can be an old soul and be thrilling. Like my wife, Kim. Not these, not these girls. My wife, Kim, is an old soul, but she is very exciting. Kim likes to challenge me intellectually, and it's very fun for me. You guys have, you guys go at it, man. Oh. It's hilarious to hear you talk. And then you just wondered, it's funny what you do with her because you want to like mm. get her to admit something and I she do. won't admit it. But no, she won't. Like, she'll argue with me about a topic. This is the thing that drives me nuts. <laughs> she'll argue with me because um, money's on your mind. So I'm. Yeah. she'll argue with me about a topic and I'll bet you a thousand dollars that if she argued with you, she'd be the same. And she'll, mm. she'll, she'll draw a hard line with me, but she'll totally agree with you. That's because she's not married to me. I know. But like, I don't understand that because the logic, I don't, I don't the logic is the same. Like you'll use similar logic on her and she'll be like, oh yeah, that's what, yeah, I agree. And then with me, she'll like fight me tooth and nail over that crap. That's because they don't believe our, the same thing with Emily. They don't believe our intentions. They don't trust you. They don't trust your intentions. Because we're selfish pigs. Because we're men. And men want sex, food, and power yes. and money yeah so if a woman well that's everybody that, wants that because that's yeah. maslow's hierarchy needs. correct correct but if i found this is very interesting because and, and listeners think about this when i talk to other wives right about things if they know that i love emily to death i can have a more intellectual conversation with them because i think they're secure in the fact that i'm not wanting those things. So you're not, them. you're not going to flirt with them. Like, I don't ever feel like you're flirting with Kim ever. No, that's what I mean. And I don't think she ever gets that vibe from you ever. No, now, I've had mean. friends that are creepy as hell that way. Oh and yeah, I, for sure. And I look at them. I'm like, stop, stop looking at my wife's butt or I'm going to yeah. kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. And like, and I've had should. to tell them that. Then <laughs> you should, and you should. Yeah. But if they know, that's why Emily listens to you so much because Emily says this to me on time. Oh my gosh. I just love how much Sam loves Kim. <laughs> Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. then, then it's like they trust you more. Yeah. Well, Emily's an absolutely beautiful woman. And like yet and yet, whenever I talk to her, like I never have a flirtatious no. moment with her ever. No. Never. I'm like, I'm usually talking to her about you or the boys or something else or or her business or whatever. And it just doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah. But if they but even if you gave her a compliment, she would not take it in a weird no, way. No, I, I mean I give her compliments when she time. looks good. Well yes. shit, she's like she well, looks great. I mean. That's what I mean. Is like they don't if they know that you love your wife. It's like all their um, their pre- guards down. Yeah, their guard like their guard their is down. Preconceived notions yeah. are gone. Right. Yeah. And that's why I can have like a religious talk with Kim, and she'll agree with you and argue with me. Yes. Okay. At least that's my theory. 
I mean, correct. I mean, while we're on the topic of Kim, oh boy. She, about two months ago, she came to me. She goes, I just need you to make 50,000 extra this year. <laughs> that sounds like such a normal request. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the funny thing about it was um, the narrative that she said, because Kim does all of our money, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and the narrative I always have, and no matter how much I put in the bank, we like, we need more. We need more. Yeah. And, uh, and I never know how much we need. <laughs> right. Yes. So when she said, I just need you to make 50,000 extra, which is a lot of money extra net or gross. That would be my first question. <laughs> yeah. But she probably meant net. And I think, no, she meant net. She definitely meant net. So for me, it wasn't offensive to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's reasonable. Let me get, let me, let me try to figure out a way to make 50 grand extra this year. Yes. And, and if I can just give that to her, then she'll be like super delighted over that. And I'm like, Oh, okay instead of being all offended or weirded out by it, I'm like, well, shit, now I know what the rules are. Yeah, like I, yeah. otherwise I'm just like putting money in the account. I'm trying to figure out ways to make money and there's never enough. And, yeah. and I'm like, amazing. at least I have a number now. Yeah. It's amazing what uh, men and women can accomplish when their spouse comes to them in sincerity and says, I need this. Like, I need you to, like Emily came to me a while ago and said, I need you to actually, just listen, like seriously, sit down, listen to how my day was, connect with me. Oh yeah. Which is hard for me. I think sometimes because I'm a big, what are we doing next? Like, thought, right. and then plus process. your days are, you know, your yeah. days are full of crap sometimes. Yeah. And so it was just an interesting, but I think in all sincerity, when they do that, then we figure it out and we're actually more motivated. Yeah. I'm like, I'm super motivated to make extra money this year. I just, I don't know why you at, are. At this point I have not. I've not figured that out because COVID is kicking my ass and all my speaking gigs have dried up. And yeah, I don't know why you would do that because this, this book says, do what you love, do what makes your heart sing and never do it for money. I should read that to Kim. You should. Kim, are you having Sam do something that you love that should never be done for money? <laughs> now that she'd hate me after I said yeah. that. So here's the thing that gets me about money. Mm. So I spent... I spent 10 hours in the yard last weekend on Saturday. Yeah. And I could have probably got all that done for 300 bucks. Correct. And I'm like, I did it in I did it because I wanted to save the 300 bucks. So what does that say about me and my opinion of money? Did you do it to save the 300 bucks or did you do it because part of it's Kim's love language? To be honest, I did it because I wanted the yard to look nice and I wanted things to be nice for her for Mother's Day on yes. Sunday. See, that's so the main that, reason yeah. I did it. I ended up spending 300 bucks at Costco and most of everything I got was for Kim. Yeah. So yeah. I spent 300 bucks anyway. I guess I could have taken that money and just had the yard done and then had my Saturday free, but I didn't do that. Well, that's good. It's I don't know. I, th- I hear people all the time. I did it myself to save X amount of money. I, I don't think that's bad or good. I really don't. I really don't. Well, if I enjoyed yard work, I'd say, yeah, but I hate, I hate the shit. Like I hate it. I know, but there's a value in saving money, right? Someone would say there's a value in that. My point is, is like, are you doing it to specifically get out of something else? No, I'm doing it because our, our hedges look like crap and it needed to be done. Well, there you go. Then, then I think you're fine. I don't know. I just, cause you know me, I'm like, I don't freaking do yard work ever. No, you don't do manual labor in your house ever. No, Emily won't let me. So You'll take out the garbage. Yes. I That's do. about it. Well, I told Emily the, uh, the other day she was cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. I'm like, okay, what, in my mind, I'm thinking, what can I do? 
So I said, Hey, where's the vacuum? I'll go, I'll go vacuum the kitchen. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Cause I like it a certain way. Right. It messes her mojo yeah, her up. OCD ness. No. Yeah. You can't work. do that. She will not let you do that. Yeah. No, you can't no, do that. I try guys. So it's better that I grill something like make dinner. Than right. do that. Yeah. You grilled some burgers and dogs last night. Yeah, yeah. I make dinner a lot. And maybe that's that, you know what I've just realized here is that's the offset. Right. You'll do that. Cause she doesn't like to cook. She hates to cook. Right. So you'll do the cooking. Yeah. No problem. And that's probably helps her out. Well, it gives her value. It doesn't make her feel as guilty about yeah. you not can, being the kids. Right. You could hire a chef if you had enough money and just have mm-hmm. them cook for you. I don't know if they have COVID and not wearing a mask because they're going to put everyone in danger. And now I'm paying them to do their job. So <laughs> stupid. I can go in circles all day. So long I got a haircut crap. today. If you've noticed, I'm I looking did. tight. Yeah, this is actually really good. Did they yeah. trim your beard too? Looks like no, they, they didn't. It. Because here's the thing. He couldn't trim my beard because I had to wear a mask when he was cutting my hair. Well, speaking of, you know how hard it is to shop for perfume for Mother's Day wearing a mask? Yeah. You, you have to one. cheat on your mask. But so I came home and trimmed my own beard. But um, so I got a haircut um, for the first time in eight weeks. I looked like a total hippie. In there. And now I'm like, my fade is back. My beard trim is back. I'm looking pretty tight. I'm look- you better watch out. Better watch out. I'm going to be ruggedly handsome. Did you watch that movie yet? No, man, I gotta watch it. This I'm, it. I read that book and I'm halfway through Metahuman, so like I, I can only do so much. I know if it was in book form, you would have read it by now. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel lazy when you watch TV? I do. I feel like That's it's a waste why. of time. There you go. Yeah, I knew when there I was something. TV, I'm like, hey, man. I knew there was something to it. Such a waste of damn time. See, but not this movie. It's a documentary. What? It's the Fifth Element of Whoop de Doo, right? Uh, What's it called? <laughs> can't remember what it's called. I'm right at uh, Encounters of the oh, Fifth Kind. I knew it was fifth in there somewhere. Dr. Stephen Greer. Encounters. Of the Fifth Kind. So, yeah. Fifth Let your minds be open. Okay. I will commit to you that I am going to listen to that. I'm going to read one of these cards. Oh, yeah. We got that. Where are we at time-wise? Uh, we are at minutes. 44 minutes. So it's perfect. We are about to wrap up this dealio. How? Uh, here's a question for everybody. Hmm. How's our um, how's our time? Oftentimes, when we hit 40, it's telling us to close up. Do you want our podcast longer or shorter? Yeah. That would be good either. to tell us because we can do 30 minutes podcast if you want. It just seems like we never get rolling. In a 30-minute podcast, you can't get through anything. Yeah. Substantial. Like today, we talked a lot about money and money on our mind <laughs> and meta the meta-human. The meta-human. And a return to love. Okay, here we go. Okay. Motivation manifesto. Freedom and greatness belong to those who master their day. Ooh. Freedom and greatness. I think that just, then I think about how I did not master my day. Yeah. Because it, I think that, to, at least in my personal opinion, when I read that, I think don't procrastinate. I like to say manage your moments. Ooh. Manage your moments, plan your week. And calibrate your months. Oh, so wow, that's a little too deep. Well, okay, because that's because I'm it's I'm a, like a leadership guru guy. So well, but that that's good because it sticks in your head. Right. That's that's why I said it. The yeah. iter- the alliteration of it is manage your moments, right? Plan your weeks, and calibrate your months, because your moments, your days are full of moments. Your weeks need to be planned, mm-hmm. and you need to course correct every month to see if you're on track or off track on any significant goal. And um, that's a really good approach. Now, 
The more productive you are, the more you plan, the less stress you have, by the way. Hmm. Right? Yeah. When you plan and you have, it just, it reduces stress because you have a plan. If you don't have a plan and you wake up and you just do, 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 and you get home, you don't know what you've accomplished. You're like, have you ever like worked your ass off all day? And then at the end of the day, go, what have I accomplished? What, What significantly have I accomplished? Survival. Yeah. See, and that, but that doesn't give you a sense of, uh, your consciousness, it doesn't give your consciousness a place to settle and have peace. Mm-hmm. Every week I sit down with Jake and we plan his week out. And I say, what do you want to accomplish this week? And what'd you do last week? And how, when are you going to do it? Like plan your week. This is the rocks, you know, the big blocks of time in your week. And because everything else is going to fill up automatically. You don't have to do shit. Like what must you get done this week? And when are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised at how much peace and harmony that would give you. It does reduce stress gives you that freedom it does freedom Mm. and it gives you the ability to make money Mm -hmm. because the more time you have everybody has the same amount of time but the better more efficient you are planning your time Mm. the more money money you make more money more problems yeah if you got money on your mind then you'll make it then you'll have more problems on your mind or what if you have more money and less problems but I've never seen that hmm Well, I guess, I guess I could see how that's possible. Yeah. Maybe it's all because of the internet and Post Malone's going to take us out. Maybe if not listening to the internet. Maybe if I bought my own island and I just sat there and thought about things. Did Post Malone buy his own island? He probably would. Life karma out this week. Have a wonderful week, you people. Focus on money and peace.